we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something, Heather. It's the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. We're here, sadly, for the finale of Real Housewives of New York. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Armin. How are you feeling? I'm going to miss it so much. I know we still have the reunion to go, and that looks exciting. Yes. But I'm going to miss the season so much. It was a really short season, and like people have been saying online, we don't understand how Roni had 17 episodes and Beverly Hills is still going on. Truly. New York is the highest caliber of TV. I was at Bitch Sesh last night, the live watch sesh with um, Casey Rose Wilson and Danielle Schneider. And Danielle was like, I work in TV. I work in comedy. I will never write a show as funny as Real Housewives of New York. You can't. It's just so organic. The characters are unbelievable. And they're not characters. They're just real wacky people. Can you invent a character better than Sonia? No, you can't. Sonia's one of a kind. She's the straw that stirs the drink. She's the star. Have you seen that drunk video of Sonia that's like someone like resurfaced where she's like, I'm the drink and I'm stirring and I love you. <laughs> I didn't. Oh my gosh. I need to find it and like retweet it or something because you should. it was insane and she's wasted and she's just telling and she's like, those girls over there, those girls. And they're like, well, why would you come to the party? If you're not? I'm stirring the drink. <laughs> Sonia is the gift that keeps on giving. I even tweeted from Hot and Bravo today, and I was like, Sonia's the queen. Like, there's no doubt about it. Sonia is, I think, I know you have a thing for Luann and, like, how she's this, like, complicated television character. I think it's an ensemble cast, for sure. You need all of them. I would watch Sonia, Except just for Sonia, every single day. We'll get into that. Um, but so- think about it, just real quick, on this topic. Speaking of Luann, right, and... Speaking of how this would be impossible to write, if you saw a character like Luann in fiction, you wouldn't believe it. You would say, oh, this person is way too delusional. Yeah. I I don't buy this. You would turn off your TV. But in reality TV, it's insanely compelling. And it's like, oh, wait, yeah, this exists. This this level of delusion is out there and Luann has it and it's fascinating. I mean, Victoria, I think, said it the best when she turns to Noel in the Christmas cabaret this episode, and she's like, I don't think there's another mom in the world like ours. And it's 100% true. Exactly. She is the worst person in the entire world. She's batshit insane, completely delusional, but she's good TV. Like, we enjoy watching it. And you know what? I'd rather have a tight, strong season than a long, drawn-out one. Could we have gone one more episode based on that amazing deleted scene from last week? Yeah. Of Ramona being absolutely horrendous to Tinsley? Yeah, we probably could have gone at least one more. But I like it tighter and better than drawn long and drawn out. It was a clean season. Who knows? Maybe they're going for an Emmy. We don't know. Tinsley. Ah. And the trailer for the reunion, Taylor says, or Taylor, Tinsley says she deserves an Emmy. Which I'm assuming is for her, if someone's saying her like acting. her acting for when either she wasn't with Scott or with the dog. So I feel like it's going to be one of the two, which honestly, if she was acting, she does deserve an Emmy. Yeah, either one would be impressive for sure. Well, let's get into what happens in this episode. So it starts off with everyone kind of 
not really wanting to go to the cabaret. As we know, last episode, they basically had made plans at the same time of the cabaret to not go. Luann threw a fit because it's Luann. Also, apologies for not having a recap for you guys last week. Yes. I was in the Bay Area back home for a wedding. Armin dropped the ball. <laughs> I dropped. No, it was mostly me. I dropped the ball. I was supposed to find <laughs> no, someone to replace Eddie. I couldn't. It was It was hard. It's fine. We we miss episodes here and there. It's life. C'est la vie. Things happen. It's it's life. But yeah, in last episode when we had the jazzercise, that's when Luann confronts the woman about yep. not going to her cabaret. And they're like, well, we've been to a few months before. Like, it's, it's we're not, we don't want to go again. We get this whole cabaret thing. We're over it. Um, but that continues into this episode where Ramona literally tells Luann, we're not going. And Luann's like, well, you know, you guys should at least come. Like, it's my cabaret. It's my thing I'm doing. And Ramona's like, we've been to like six of your cabarets. We don't need to go see it. And she's like, mm, but it's Christmas. It's different. Also, Ramona was saying, oh, we actually had this event planned. That's why we can't go. And Luann rightly um, smelled out the fact that Ramona was bullshitting her. She purposefully planned that event to coincide with Luann's event so then they didn't have to go. She's like, the group was talking. We didn't want to go. <laughs> Ramona, I think, is... I, I love Ramona, too, even though she can skip out of everything. Like, I was like, of course Ramona's not going to want to go to the cabaret. She's going to want to do her own thing. I feel like Ramona wants to produce the show for her. Like, it's like Ramona's things I do. Right. But it's just funny that she thought she was being sly. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, we just happened to plan this event for the exact same night as your cabaret and it's impossible to change the date and Luann's like no you are literally trying to get out of going to my cabaret by planning a different event which by the way double whammy means I can't go to that event now they're done with Luann at this point they are doing everything and that they can to get away from this woman they're like we don't want to come we're planning things without you we're doing it on days you're busy she's still like "Mm, you guys should be there I need your support like clearly have you ever done that Eddie by the way like planned an event knowing another person's schedule and planning it so that person couldn't show up oh my god never i'm not that evil wow i don't think i've ever i don't think i've ever done that i've never done that either i and i i don't think i would because i i only invite people that i want to be there you know only time i didn't have people show up for like a birthday was my 13th birthday when like like a third of the guest list showed up it was it's been traumatizing for me oh i'm sorry I, i I mean, it was my 13th birthday. I'll never forget. The 13th year. But you did plan it while they were all doing their own cabaret shows. Yes. And that was the reason that none of yeah. them could come to my party. You know, it's because they were all doing cabaret and cabralesque and whatever the hell they were doing in those theaters at 13 years old. Uh, but the reason that they're not going to Luann's is because they're throwing a surprise party for Sonia and Dorinda. What Ramona is. And honestly, thinly veiled... It is literally her trying to get back in their good graces after not inviting them to her party. Yeah, 100%. It's like, no brainer. You're doing this because they're pissed that they didn't come to your birthday, so you're doing something extra special for them. Whatever. Um, Ramona and Sonia decide to get ready, and they go to cryotherapy to get their flanks done. (laughs) Have you ever done cryotherapy? No. I've almost done it. So I went to go see Gaga in Vegas a couple weeks ago. Right. And I was in like a crop top kind of t-shirt. Like it was like a gray t-shirt. It was very Gaga. And I was like, mm, I'm not really liking the way that I look in this. And so I was like Googling Groupons for cryotherapy. You're like, how can I smooth out these flanks? Exactly. I was like, I need my flanks smoothed. <laughs> I need my stomach tightened. I'm so with Sonia, by the way. Like who calls hips flanks? 
I mean, I they I mean it's it's flanking your side. It's like skin that's flanking. I under and you have to think of it in like medical terms. I don't know if medical a flank is a medical term, but I I don't know either. Honestly. I mean, I'm gonna go to a cryotherapy and be like, can I get my flanks done? <laughs> And they're going to be like, we don't know what that is. I need the back ham. I need my, um, <laughs> what are the, what are the, what's the butt called in, in meat terms? The butt? Get this ham all cleaned up. Let me get ready in the little cryotherapy. They're freezing themselves like they were going to freeze Tinsley's dog. But they're just not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> they froze themselves, thawed themselves out. Uh, you know, that's, that's what they did. And they put themselves on display. They had mm-hmm. a viewing of themselves at that party that evening. Exactly. Um, then we hear a story about Bethany, which is very terrifying. So she was with her boyfriend in Boston, Paul, who we find out at the end of the episode that she has gotten a home with. Which is insane. Yes. So I'm interested to find out more about Paul. But she's telling this story about how he got her miso soup. And most miso soup does not involve fish. But this miso soup had bonito, which is fish flakes, which caused her to have a reaction. Um, she was in ICU for two days. Her, she was like, I, she's like, I thought it was the end. She even says at the end of the episode that she could feel Dennis pulling her. Like, not yeah. just like, it not like in her mind, she's like, I felt him trying to pull me to his side. Do you believe in that kind of stuff? I personally don't, but it's a, it's a personal experience thing, right? See, I'm, I feel like I'm very connected to my like spiritual and supernatural side. Just always, you know, I'm really big into like psychics and astrology and like witchcraft <laughs> and like all the stuff but like and, and then I you but I grew up in the church so like I have the whole that whole side of the spirituality as well so I feel like I sense a lot of things and I totally understand where she's coming from where like she felt his entity pulling over and it's because they're both st- so still connected Bethany's whole life is still about Dennis you know, and I yeah. think I think I well, we're skipping to the end, but I think it was a good thing that she was talking with her driver and was like, I need to stop talking about Dennis because that's right. the reason he's able to still connect. I need to release him so that he can do his thing, go on, go on with his spirit and his life, wherever that may be. And she needs to cut the cord so that she can move on and grow because she's stuck. But you never really cut the cord. You never do. You never do. And that's why in her confessional, which was probably taped after that car yeah. ride. She said, I still think about Dennis every day. I still talk about Dennis every day. No, and I, I think that's fine. But I think she was still had such an attachment to Dennis, and that's what she needed to remove herself from. Because, Well, it's like the idiom, time heals all wounds. Exactly. But, I mean, I... And this was still rough. She started filming only two or three weeks after Dennis passed. No, I agree. Um, but I do think she... I think she was right in saying and realizing that she felt her whole life was, was still revolving around Dennis because all the other right. women were realizing that as well. Um, so we let's so after that the emotional story, I was like, it oh, was yeah. it was a lot. Um, we finally get to Luann's cabaret. Now this is her Christmas cabaret. She's done the other cabaret before, and this is prior to her setting off on her nationwide tour. She had already done a smaller one in a couple different. Uh, small like dinner clubs and stuff like that, like real cabaret. This was before her theater tour. Right. Um, before we move on with the cabaret, I want to touch on something that happened on Watch What Happens Live recently where Andy showed Bethany the Feeling Giovanni video. And <laughs> and Bethany's like, oh, okay. Like, at the first time seeing that. And she's like, is it supposed to be a joke? Like, it, she's in on it, right? And Andy's like, well, no. Like, this is her thing. This is her thing. And Bethany's like, 
Okay. And then tonight, Bethany's Luann's performing on Watch What Happens Live tonight. And Bethany's like, oh, oh, wow. And someone literally tweeted, I can't unsee that. And she says, you said it all. You mentioned it all. You mentioned it all. Now, I want to go back to when we saw Countess Luann and you're like, oh, no, it's great. She's totally in on the joke. She's poking fun. And I was like, no, she seriously thinks she is putting on the performance of her life. How do you feel now? Okay. Here's the thing. When I said that, I was referencing the diary portion of Countess and Friends. Okay. Remember? Just that specific part, yes. But I will admit, in general, I felt like there was this self-aware element. That she is poking fun at herself. She's in on the joke. But now I see that, at least from a musical standpoint, she's really into it. She thinks it's legit. I think she's so heightened in her narcissism of her, like, in general, that it comes off. And people are like, people can't be that crazy. She's right. in on the joke. But then you see She's playing her, a persona. Yeah, you're like, oh, she's just playing the persona of being a narcissist yeah. in this whole thing. And then you're like, holy shit, this woman is 100% serious. It's unreal. It's even to her putting out. You can buy those prayer candles with Luann's face. You can buy them with Ramona's <laughs> face, Bethany's face, freaking Britney Spears. Everyone under the sun has those prayer candles. But, but for her to put it out, for her to put it as her own merch, she's an egomaniac. Her and then she had her statement necklaces. But I love it. I love it though. It's see, so funny. See, it's it's humorous until the point where it starts affecting other people and i think that's what the point has gotten and to now life, and right? her life exactly she doesn't and believe her, her i honestly think she doesn't believe her life is real it's I a th- cabaret Eddie. i think it's she, not real it's a cabaret she thinks she's untouchable because she is this large persona now she has this illusion that she's untouchable and i think that's where the drinking came in where her going to rehab twice came in where her breaking her probation came in and she feels like since she is luann de la Seps, she is the countess. She's never truly had to reckon with her actions. Exactly. It's wild. Also, by the way, for those who don't know what I was referencing when I said the diary segment of her yes. show, during her show, um, there are musical numbers by Luann. She has comedians come out. She has other singers come out. But throughout the whole show, she stands up there and reads from her quote-unquote diary it's not actually her diary she pokes fun at herself she makes a joke about the fact that she went to rehab which you didn't like remember i thought it was in poor taste right especially because we saw the show right after she broke her probation and that's why i was saying i felt like that self-deprecating element meant she must be on the joke no, someone else wrote those jokes she thinks oh people will like this and i <laughs> i'm here to perform my cabaret well in this episode, she hasn't even performed the cabaret, and everyone starts trickling in. First comes Dorinda, then Tinsley, then we have Sonia and Barbara. Yep. And those are the only four coming to the cabaret. Luann is talking one-on-one with Sonia, and Sonia's like, oh, yeah, I'm here. Uh, yeah, Dorinda's here. Tinsley's here. Barbara's here. And she's like, no, Bethany. And she's like, well, you know, Bethany was in the ICU. Like, no bullshit. She was near death. And she's like... She almost died last night. Yeah, she almost died last night. And Luann goes, so she's not coming? She goes... This is what she says. She says, so she's not going out tonight? Are you listening, Luann? Luann is so involved with herself. And she thinks everyone needs to be there to support her all the time. Which is like the most delusional thing. Because if your friends want to support you, they'll be there. 
if your friends don't want to support you, don't force them to come. So they aren't she's your friends. Not going out tonight. It was that was Do disgusting. Do you expect her to go out tonight? Lou is wild. She's crazy. This is art. Eddie, I love it. It's brilliant. I don't love it from the standpoint of healthy social interaction. But for TV. But for TV's sake, who would say that? It's absurdity. It, it, it would actually not even play in a real situational comedy. It couldn't. It would only ha- it would only be in an absurdist comedy. For real. Like, it's next level. Um, and I think it's even delusional that she wanted all these women to come. And she's like, I want them to come say hello and support me. So they all go to her dressing room. And they're all in there. It's 10 minutes before the show. And she's like, I need them all out. Do what you need to do and get them out. I cannot prepare. She's like, elementary school plays. You don't have all the moms in the room. Well, yeah, because there's like 7,000 people. But like you said... With rock stars and shit, there's yeah. people in the room. There's groupies. They're partying. Are you kidding me? Like, Luann, are you really a rock star? You don't think Mick Jagger was getting the little blow, blow <laughs> three minutes before he went on stage? Come of on. Of course he was. And I meant that both ways, cocaine and the dick. <laughs> Double entendre. Yeah. So, Luann, if you want to step your performance game up, you can have four friends chilling on a couch in, uh, backstage, okay? That's like not that big of they a They wanted to spend time with her because they weren't staying for the performance. Let them stay with you and support you. And they, we find out later they were literally in there for 15, they were at the place for 15 to 20 minutes just to show face and they all leave. Right. Barbara's the only one that stays. Well, you know what that was, right? It was a power play by Lou. It, it was. was a total power play. She was pissed that they weren't staying for the entire show. So she made a big deal about it and was like, I want you guys to come. But she knew the entire time that she was going to kick them out as soon as they went backstage. She's crazy. Power play. It's it's it was a dumb one because honestly, she's not like honestly winning anything. Like she she thinks in the moment she won that because she made them all come. But who didn't come? Bethany and Ramona. The two people that honestly needed to come, all the rest are B players. I mean, Sonia, I think it is up in the A, but even Dorinda's a B player. Like she's not and also, it's about Luann's POV, right? Yeah. Forget even Ramona. Luann cares about Bethany the most. We had that whole great conversation about that like a few pods ago. Luann looks up to Bethany. She does. And also is weirdly competitive with her because Luann thinks she's an alpha and Bethany is obviously an alpha. So while she's trying to get Bethany's love and affection and get her acceptance she's also trying to like take her down it's yeah it's this very weird conflict but the thing but is it exists bethany does not see luann as a peer so there's oh, no competition on bethany's side so when luann does the things bethany's like you're insane it's a one-sided rivalry exactly yeah i don't even think lou really cared about ramona in a sense she's a b player too if you want to call her that yeah in luann's mind it's like how can i impress bethany how can i get her attention um, we get to see a little bit of Luann's performance, um, a little bit of her song about like Christmas and kids and Giovanni, like, okay, whatever. Oh, we also, we got to see in this episode, her recording feeling Giovanni, which we forgot to touch on. If you haven't seen the music video yet, skip it. Just, it's fine. It's a lot. Only watch it for Lisa Renna and Cynthia Bailey and Andy Cohen. Forget Murray Hill. Forget <laughs> Countess Luann. You hate Murray Hill. I really do. Luann quoted Murray Hill in this episode. Yeah, she was like, that's showbiz. Like you go showbiz. see someone at the beginning of the show. That's showbiz. And it's like. 
Oh, throw up. Uh, and for those who don't know, Murray Hill, comedian on Countess and Friends. Comedian and is a very loose term. Loose, loose term here. And like his re- recurring bit throughout his whole routine is, that's showbiz. That's showbiz. But every single one of his jokes fell flat. He was not funny at all. At all. I was cringing. And then the other guest that she had, this was an on-roni, this was in the thing, was some singer from Wicked who had a full-on boner and had to tuck it up <laughs> into his waistband because it was so hard for Luann. He was a good singer, though. He was a fantastic singer. He was on Broadway for Wicked. That's what I'm saying. But he was horned up for the Lou. You but, didn't see it. I know. I, I was too far. You were up close. But, you know, I mean, are we docking points? I Do mean, boners dock points? I'm docking points for having a boner for Luann. <laughs> I think that's sad. Tom D'Agostino stuck his hole, like his it stuck in that hole. <laughs> I will not touch anything that dog ta- dog, dog D'Agostino touched. I mean, he is a dog. <laughs> but don't aren't you a Harry Dubin fan? Mm, no, not really. No, especially after that photo of Harry and. Are you a fan of the pirate? I'm trying to see if there was anyone that was interested in Luann that you I, that I you do, are I, into. I don't think any of Luann's men I've ever even thought about. I really haven't. How about be- a Ray? No, he's a mess. I know. He's a and total he's like, mess. And he's like, I'm going to be No, he's a gross. <laughs> Sonia's men, on the other hand, there's a handful. She, uh, w- what was fr- Frenchie? Frenchie. You like Frenchie, right? Of course, even though he was casted. Speaking of Sonia. Was he casted? Oh, I mean, that was an accusation. That's but, the rumor. Yeah. Speaking of rumors about Sonia. You know who I liked real quick? The guy that she was seeing while she was seeing Frenchie. Rocco. He was really nice for her, but I, I don't, loved him. I think Sonia thought she was better than him, which she was. Oh, he was a sweetheart. He was really nice, but sweetheart doesn't always get you far. So what about uh, Sonia? So Sonia. So I was talking to Kelsey, who if you guys don't know, y'all listen to our Southern Charm and Southern Charm New Orleans recap. She's my roommate. She's hilarious. We have a lot of fun on it. But she was talking to me about the whole Sonia poor situation. Because basically Sonia is broke. So she had that movie deal that fell through and she owed them like $7 million. Out of the out of the divorce settlement, she only got like eight million. So basically, that's like all of her money gone. So she was mm. broke as shit. Now, the reason that she moved in with her daughter, that is she moved in with her daughter. Yes, she's living with her. Could you, did you not remember when she's like, "Oh, me and my daughter are living here in this new apartment together." She wants to paint the the walls pink. I'm thinking about that. That's cool. That place she moved into is her daughter's apartment. Now, here's the catch: the Morgans are furnishing that apartment. For the daughter. She's been at boarding school the whole time. And Sonia's living with her daughter because she has to make money off the house that she's in. And that is how she's living there. That's how they're affording the house. Is I feel bad for Sonia. The Morgans are paying for it. Isn't that sad? Yeah. But it makes but sense. But she does have the townhouse. Which is that's why it's on market. And that's why she's renting it. It's because she has no income because she's broke. Well, besides now she the has show, income. Besides the show. Yeah. $30,000 so, a month? I know. I know. But that also lives up... That needs to pay for her lifestyle for her and her daughter. I mean, she's gonna make money doing this move, but for right but now, think about it. that's she what she's doing. She definitely gets paid at least five hundred thousand dollars a year from the show. Oh, and with deals and everything, but she was. I mean, she I has don't think a life. She's hurting. She has a life. You can tell. You can tell on the show that she's been struggling. And I think she has a lifestyle that's hard to keep up with. And I think she's on the right track now. And I think yes. I think losing the townhouse and moving in with her daughter as It was bad season seven. Yes. Season seven was a dark time, if you remember. Yes. And I don't think she's still 100% back from it. It's, it's, it takes time. It takes time. And I want the best for Sonia. But that was a little rumor I heard. 
Um, and if we're speaking about men and rumors and all that, because we were talking mm-hmm. about men before, I have one more that I heard yesterday. Ooh. So like I said, I went to the bitch sesh, watch sesh, and they do this thing called like boots on the ground where like people can come up and like give their own scoop. And there's like people who are like, oh, I saw someone at a party and they ignored me or like, oh, I saw this person and like people just want attention yeah. for the most part. It's annoying as hell. Well, we have those stories for days. I know. If, if that's enough. Of I mean, story. it's like if that's enough to get up, I'm like, I could have just sat up there for like an hour and just told all my stories about all my different Bravo celebrities. Speaking of which, we saw... Can I say? Oh, say it. Yeah. Can I say? Say it. Today we met, um, well, I met Carl Radke from Summer House, and we're going to have an exclusive interview. We're going to talk some things about season four, his relationship with ever, other Bravo celebrities. He was chatty. He was very chatty. It's a very good interview. It's lots of fun. Yep. He's all about more life, um, shout outs, and <laughs> spilling and a, the tea. A portion will be on Patreon, a small rapid fire portion, but that one was good too. Yeah. There's a lot of fun. But back to the boots on the ground about Ramona. So Ooh, Ramona. Ramona went with Avery to Avery's formal, college formal. Now, Avery's date for college formal made out with Ramona and not Avery. No. Stop. And You're kidding. The only reason he went with Avery was because he was trying to get with Ramona. I don't believe this. This girl went to her school. She was in class with her and she said the night ended with Ramona kissing her daughter's date. This is too salacious. Right? I don't buy it. Oh, it's been known before. It's been rumored before. People have said it before and this girl literally came up and said, I know. I was there. It's hard to believe though. No, it's not. You, You find Ramona stealing her daughter's- I mean, that's wicked. Man. You don't, and have you seen Ramona? Okay, true. Ramona is wicked. And this shocks you why? Who would do that? Ramona Singer. Wow. And possibly Luann. But <laughs> That's vile, Eddie. That's vile. I know. Would she really do that to her own daughter? Her she only did. Daughter? Would she? She did. I guess if you think about it from the perspective that she has gone after her best friend's man... Multiple times. Yeah, men. men. Sorry, men. I was only thinking about Tom D'Agostino. You got Tom D'Agostino, you got Dubin. Harry Dubin. And who knows who else? Right. She was probably hit up on Dennis, too. You never know. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. I would not either. Wow. But yeah, so that's that's the tea I have. I stole it from... That is shocking. It's not. I'm not shocked. <laughs> but it's just terrible. Yeah, well, you know what else was shocking? Barbara's hot mic in the cabaret show. So you know what? That's definitely not shocking because Barbara has a history of hot mics. Yeah, so, dating back to season nine, and that's how I think Barbara got onto the show was because right. she was the one who talked about Luann just wants to get married to get married. And yeah, she doesn't was, really want to get married. She's just doing it to prove people wrong. Exactly, and that was kind of everyone was like, "Who's this woman?" And it was Barbara, and she sued the show because she didn't know she was on the mic. But then the lawsuit never went through, and now she's on season eleven. So. This is how they you made know, it up to her. You know, this is how they make it up to her. And she gives the gift that keeps on giving because she turns to her friend and, and is like, yeah, Luann can't really sing. She's like... Where's she, the lie? She, I mean, she's like, yeah, the show's okay. She's like, Luann, Luann can't really sing. Again, where's the lie? There is no lie. And I just love Barbara <laughs> that she has the balls and galls to like go ahead and... And say this about someone who was her best friend. I do not think they're best friends anymore. I think... Barbara got to see a new side. Well, not a new side. The real side of Luann. They were actually hanging out recently. Barbara and Lou. Luann tweeted about Barbara's comment 
And it looks like Barbara comes after Luann at the reunion. So even though they hung out, doesn't mean that they're friends. Optics for Luann are everything. Fair. But you know, Luann has a high capacity for forgiveness. Just last week, her Dorinda and Ramona went to the Ariana Grande concert together. That is true. And they actually went together. No, I know. They all went together. They all sat together. We saw the photos. But I mean... It seems like they're cool again. I mean, I could also see Luann just trying to make sure she doesn't get kicked off the show and is just trying to do everything with everyone she can and build, make amend and build these bridges so that these women aren't against her so she can come back next season. Yeah, but you know how these shows work. Most of the other franchises operate with the housewives not even hanging out in the offseason. Roni is one of the few um, where they do have like strong ties throughout the year, whether they're filming or not. So maybe that actually speaks to your point. Yeah. But it seems like production doesn't really care in general. I know they're different production companies, but still. I know. I know they don't care, but I think Luann cares. And I think that's Luann's play. But I don't know. I just, I, I mean, Bethany, it looks like she hasn't forgiven Luann on Twitter. And if I was any of those women, I wouldn't either. I think she's a shitty person. And I think she's a shitty friend. And everything that she does is fake. Well, on Watch What Happens Live, Bethany said that they're in an okay place. She has appropriate distance from Luann. Just like she was saying, I think, in one of these episodes, right? Like, you just can't get too close with Lou. Yeah. She's going to burn you. That's, I wouldn't con- consider that a friend. That's like my ex. I still talk to my ex. I still am okay with them. But I'm not going to be hanging out with them all the time and calling them my buddy buddy. But the history is so extensive there. I mean, I have extensive history with them, too. Yeah, but it's different with an ex. You know, you you had a romantic relationship with that person, right? I mean... This is a friend that you're not close with, but you were once close with, but now you got to keep a safe distance because they're insane. We all have those. You have you have those. I know no, that. No, there's, no there's no one that I keep near. At a distance. Who do I keep at a distance? No, if you're my friend, you hang out with me. If you're not my friend, I won't talk to you. And I cut you off. Oh, but I don't think that's true. I'm not going to name names. There is a person I'm aware of that currently there's a distance. And I was not by choice. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes there's a distance. Well, I'm not the toxic one in this situation. (laughs) I'm not saying you are. Are you coming for me right (laughs) now, Am I going to have to keep a safe distance I think from we gotta, you? I, I think we got to keep a safe distance I think here. I need a safe distance from you, Armin. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. It happens. It's natural. No, it's fine. Not everyone is in your close, immediate friend group. Everyone's my best friend, so don't even. <laughs> <laughs> I have a million best friends. They're all, everyone, every friend of mine is a best friend. I'm like twitching right now. I'm like, I'm robot computing down my friends, best friends. Okay, well, let's get off of Luann because I cannot talk about her anymore. Yeah. And let's get back to Ramona's party. So all the women leave the cabaret, minus Barbara, minus Luann, to go to what Ramona has dubbed a surprise birthday party for Sonia and Ramona. Well, funny thing is, Barbara ruins the surprise for Sonia. And so Sonia knows that it's a surprise party, but she knows that Dorinda doesn't know this. So she's keeping it a secret and they surprise. Um, Dorinda is, you can tell, is so happy and so appreciative of Ramona. They've had their tiffs this year, but at the end of the day, Ramona does sometimes make the like the 
considerate effort to be a good friend. I think she's a selfish person, but at the same time, I think she does have some guilt and some empathy because you were like, oh, she's a sociopath. (laughs) But what we did say last time, the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath is that a sociopath can have empathy for a few of those around them. And I think that might be true where I think Ramona makes mistakes, but she feels guilty and she understands that her friends are her friends. And while she's trying to be a social climbing snake, she has to understand that these women have been there for her. They've supported her and that her actions affect them as well. No, sometimes she can go above and beyond. I do think in this case, she has an ulterior motive. Obviously. And that's to get forgiveness for earlier in the season when she didn't invite the two of them to her birthday party. So now she's throwing a birthday party for those two. It's so transparent, right? But, but season eight, when Bethany was going through a major health crisis, who was there for Bethany? Ramona. Ramona. Going to her home, bringing her food, caring for her, calling her every single day. Only Ramona did this. So Ramona can actually step up. I don't deny that. No doubt. But this was a little bit veiled. But I did like that Hannah was there and John was there oh. and everyone. And like you said, Dorinda was so happy. She was very happy. Camille and I talk about this all the time. Like, there is like nothing like seeing Dorinda's extreme emotions. Like, when Dorinda cries, we get so upset and like we get teary eyed. But when Dorinda is like extremely excited, you get really excited. Yes. Because she is so genuine. Like, you can tell she really feels all of those emotions and it's not just put up for the camera. Like when she has emotional breakdowns, especially when she's talking about Richard, you can tell she is processing all of that right there. Yeah. And she's kind of living organically, which is scary. It's kind of scary to do that on reality TV. I, I bet, you know, I wouldn't know, but um, she does it. She does it. And that's insane. And I, I, I like to think that I live my life a little bit organically. You? Do you think, or do you think I'm a little bit more calculated? Well, no, but you're not. You're not on reality TV. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> wink, wink, hint, hint. You guys will see soon enough. Was uh, that was that a teaser? Is that what that was? It's a teaser. It's a teaser. Um, but let's get back to the party because Dorinda and Sonia basically confront Tinsley. It starts with Dorinda, and Tinsley knows that there's something up, so they're gonna go talk. And Dorinda has been talking shit in the confessionals about Tinsley. And you loved this. I love it. Well, Dorinda's saying everything I've been saying. Tinsley doesn't really have much to say. She says, I'm good. I'm okay. Oh, I broke up with Scott. I'm back with Scott. And that's it. Give me more. I need more. I know there's more. On the contrary, I think this has been Tinsley's best season. I think she's been, I think, yeah, the Scott storyline. Relative to not so good seasons. I know, and I agree. And I think the Scott story is overplayed, but I think she's finally moving from it. I do think that this, at the back end of the season, she was doing really well for herself. I I mean, I loved the scene with the dog, even though it was traumatizing as hell (laughs) to go through her emotions with Bambi. That was one of my favorite scenes because it's like the stark contrast between Tinsley, like in such emotional despair, and then these other two, like, um... Are you okay? Microwave your dog. Like, just batshit insanity. No, that was great. It was perfect. But And she was uh, great in Miami, confronting Lou. Yes. Yeah. And No, so, she's had high moments. And I, I think she has a high moment in this conversation as well, because basically the women tell her, they don't say what they want to say, which is, you got nothing going. It's just one, one track person, a pretty dress, a sad face, and a, a boyfriend that won't go away. 
Um, but instead they take it the route where we don't think you're not done with Scott. How are you getting these dresses? How are you paying for this lifestyle? And she's like, are you kidding me? Because anyone who knows Tinsley Mortimer knows that she's been a socialite since she was basically a teenager. She was the it girl of New York, had the money, had the parties, had everything. Yes, she did fall from grace when she was in Florida, when she went through a very tough time in her life, when she was with that toxic lover. But you know what? Her, her family didn't lose their money, I don't think. Yeah, she had a husband that paid for a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, she's fine. I don't understand why they're coming at her like this. I think they're insecure in their own financial situations, especially Sonia, to where she's like, if you don't have, and both of them are like, if you don't have a man, how are you doing this for yourself? And I think it's kind of archaic. And I think the way that they're talking about dating too is kind of archaic because she's like, she's like, I can still be friends with Scott and not be dating him and not be in love with him. And they're like, no, you can't do that. That doesn't work. That doesn't happen. And I'm sitting here like, if you have the emotional maturity to still be friends with your ex and understand that there's no relationship there, but that you uh, romantically, but you still have a good friendship and you can lean on them, talk to them, you know, whenever you need and still not have that emotional relationship aspect, that's okay. And I think that's fine, but you have to do it in a healthy, normal way. And I think Tinsley's still figuring that out. And I think it's bad of them to attack. But I think Scott has been a part of her life for a very long time. He has been there to support her. And when you have someone like that in your life that you're no longer romantically involved with, but you still have a very, you know, good relationship and connection with, it's okay to talk to them every once in a while, check on them, see how they're doing, because you care about that person. It's not bad to care. And I think the other two women... Just, and I think all of the women, besides Bethany and Tinsley, don't understand that. No, I think Dorinda understands that. You I really do? do. 100%. Because, remember, once upon a time, she said that one of the most special things about John is that he allows her to cry about Richard. And he listens to her talk about Richard. But I think how that's, much she still loves Richard. I, I know that's Richard's different. Dead. I understand that. I do. But this is what I think it was. I don't even think it was insecurity. I think they tried to catch Tinsley in a gotcha moment. And right? there was no gotcha. I know. They were wrong in this case. And I think everything you said was absolutely correct. It's it's wrong of them to accuse her of still dating Scott, you know, based on zero information or based on the fact that he got her sneakers when her dog died that were named bambi sneakers and that they still talk right that and the hotel situation i think the real crux of the issue is that they feel like tinsley isn't transparent with them Mm -hmm. and that's why they were thinking oh we can get her in this gotcha moment where we get her to admit that, oh, yeah, I am actually still dating Scott. I wasn't telling you guys the truth this whole time. And then Dorinda could say, see, this is what we've been feeling. We've been feeling this disconnect because every time we ask you what's going on, you just say, I'm good, I'm good. And then you fade away into the background, right? But that's why they should have just been direct yeah. and said that because honestly, to me, that's still applicable. Whether or not they're right about the Scott accusations and the expensive clothing accusation, right? Like Sonia was saying, it's impossible for her to afford those dresses. All of those don't really matter because in the end, what they're feeling to me is still valid. That Tinsley just isn't really present with them. And look at that entire cast, Eddie, and tell me that 
Tinsley isn't the least substantial. No, I think she is. I do think she has the, the weakest storyline, but I do if think... If you pulled her out, the show would be absolutely fine. It wouldn't change one bit to me. It wouldn't change. She just kind of pops in and out. And like you said, there are these moments that stand out. Yes, once every five or six episodes. But I do think she balances the cast because I think if you had a full cast of crazies, it'd be too much going on. And she kind I love of... It. See, but that's, I think that's the difference between me and you. Is it's a taste thing. It's a taste thing because I need Tinsley there to kind of bring a different storyline, kind of slow down the story a little bit and then come in when she needs. And I think the way the woman, like Bethany, think about her, I think her and Bethany have a special bond. And I think, I think she is a little sister and I think she's starting to find her voice more. And I think, I think it's that role that she was put into that she's realizing now I was a little sister. I had to take the backseat. I had to take the back burner. I had to, everyone else's problem is bigger than mine. It's not, you know, I'm the one who's still trying to find love and have a kid. Like now she's realizing that story is important and I need to make my voice heard. And I think the second half of the season, she's been doing that because this party, this conversation, she blows up and she's like, no, that's not true. That's insulting. I can't believe you said that. And she walks out. She does a moment and she's like, I'm not being this. Oh, you're the little sister. You're not telling this truth. We need you to be honest with us. You're, you know, you're all, it's all good. And she's like, you know what? It's none of your business at the end of the day. Like I'm done with him. If you believe that or not, screw you. I'm out of here. And I think that's where it's coming from. And I understand why you're like, oh, she only pops in and out. But I think it's because the other women have been so strong and have put her into this box up until now. And she's starting to finally find her voice. I also think she put herself in that box. Oh, no, it's a it's a, it's an insecurity thing as well, because she's with all these strong personalities. It's the women and her saying you're 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 not old enough yet. You, you don't you're not strong enough yet to roll with us. What season of Roni do uh, most people think is the best? What do you think? Well, tell me what that season is. Scary Island season, exactly. Obviously. Season three. Who came into that season halfway through? Literally episode seven. Sonia Morgan. And she became an instant player, instant impact, front of the whole show. So to me, it's not about being a newcomer or being like that... That person who ha- it doesn't really fit in with that group because Sonia made it happen. Mind you, Sonia to- was supposed to be casted on the first season of New York. So right. she knows she knew these women. She's been a personality but she didn't know since Jill. day one. She didn't know Jill. And that was the she crux didn't know of the show. Alex, yes. Um, but she did know Luann and she did know, know Ramona. Actually, funnily enough, Luann was the person that brought her in, right? You know, yeah. there's always that cast member that brings them in. But what Luann I'm saying is Sonia was the personality to begin with. Tinsley that's wasn't saying, that personality. I, that's my point. She's not that personality. That's but, my entire point. But Tinsley is a fixture of the New York society. And I think that's what you're missing. And that's what you don't understand. Cause you don't know who Tinsley Mortimer really was before the show. I don't really, I and don't you really. still don't, but <laughs> I know who Tinsley Mortimer is. And I watched high society on the CW, which was her own reality show, which she was amazing in. And I think you just, I think it's a taste thing. All right. Thing. She needs to tap back into it. And then. I think she's started to, I hope she does this back into the season. And I think, she will took be, her a while. I mean, she took her three full seasons. We know that she's not going to be cut next season, and she's actually supposedly she has a five year contract, and she's which is smart of her because she knows exactly what she's doing. She's she's smarter than most people think. I Tinsley don't get Tinsley. I don't think she's think, dumb. I think Tinsley's very smart. She she's the Paris Hilton role. I just think she's boring. Okay, well, that's a taste thing as well. I like Tinsley, and that's all I'm going to say. But have you heard the rumors that she's filming with um, the Mooch's wife? <laughs> have you heard this you told me this 
So the big news right now is that the Mooch, and if you guys don't know, he was like the former communications director of the White House, and he was like a total ham. He just wanted to be famous. He was on Celebrity Big Brother. He was just in it for the play. And now he might have his chance through his wife on Real Houses of New York. She's been filming scenes with Tinsley. Do you think he's going to bring back the house husband in New York? Who knows? He would be the first husband in a very long time in New York. Basically. Yeah. Since John in season eight. I know John, John. John is not a husband. I know, but playing that husband role. he would, Because John was a significant part of the story in you season You know eight. what I said, since uh, John. I said that pig wants that, uh, that apple in his mouth and wants to be center roast. Yeah. The Sultan of Stains. Oh, God. John versus Bethany is the is I, main, is iconic. Ma- it's iconic and the main narrative of like the first seven episodes of season eight. <laughs> but like the f- the last true house husband is Mario. It is. And, and, th- and that's six seasons ago now. And maybe he's coming back. Andy Cohen thinks that Ramona and him are back together. Really? Mm-hmm. That's wild. I mean, it seems like they are. I mean, even, even Dorinda says in this episode, they're not even co-parenting anymore. Yeah. And they're still hanging out and doing all this stuff. They're like, yeah, it's... I know divorced parents who do that. And just hang out? Yeah. I mean, it's fine. And I there's mean, zero romantic interest. But I, I think there's romantic interest between these two. That's the difference. It's like, I, I can see people hanging out. That's fine. I don't find that weird at all. I think if you had a connection with someone and it just didn't work out romantically, you can still have a connection with someone. You just have to know the boundaries and understand where you sit in that relationship. But I don't think... Those two know it. I think Mario and Ramona hook up. I think Mario and Ramona have some fun. And I think they're toying with the there idea. There is a sexual energy. There always has been. Yeah. And there always will be. What did Sonia say back in season nine, right? Like, Ramona and Mario had the best sex <laughs> out of any couple. Remember well, that? She, they would be- have sex every... What did she say? In, it was in tequila, right? Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, yeah, Ramona and Mario had the best sex and they had sex every night. It's because she's a Scorpio. How do you think Bethany is slanging all these men, too? It's Scorpio energy, BSE, big Scorpio energy. And I would know because I am one, but I don't get around. I'm flirty, dirty. <laughs> well, Th- Bethany too. Bethany doesn't go around and get all these men. I forget which season. I think it was season nine too, where she was like, oh, I haven't had sex in a long time. And I think Ramona goes, oh, what, a month? She's like, what, a month? You think a month is a long time? Way longer. She's flirty, dirty, but she still gets all these guys coming around her. It's BSE. Oh, yeah. It's BSE. Um, Let's get to s'mores and whores. Let's do it. So Bethany has her party s'mores and whores. Um, it really looks like the only two people to dress up as whores were Bethany and Dorinda. Dorinda, uh, Dorinda as Santa's little hooker. Dorinda did it nice. She looked great. <laughs> I think she looked fantastic. She was a sexy little Mrs. Claus. She was ready to help out. So the man shows up and Ramona starts going off on a bunch of different tizzies. <laughs> First, for almost being dead, you look really good to Bethany. <laughs> then she says that? Then she starts going off about Luann's candles. And she's like, holy is holy. That's sacrilegious. And, and, and then Ramona goes, what is she, Joan of Arc? And then Bethany goes, well, she ain't the Virgin Mary, which I thought was A+. Plus. Hats a plus. off. Hats off. The I wittiest love of the group. Bethany's quick wit is what makes Roni, in my opinion. I want to send Ramona a, a candle with her face on it. if she Because they've been out there for a very right. long time. I've been, look, I bought a Britney Spears holy candle i think in 2017 or 2018 and i was debating whether or not to get ramona no way no it was ramona share from clueless <laughs> britney spears or lisa vanderpump 
back when I was a, a Can bit. Can you imagine? Could you imagine if I had that now? I'd be. It would literally burn black smoke and it would like shatter in front of me. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's cussed, darling. Um, would Ramona light the Ramona? Ramona holy would light, candle. Ramona, you light that Ramona holy candle. That's not the only fire getting lit tonight. Oh, oh. Where are you at, Mario? <laughs> but I thought that's sacrilegious. You know what? Not Say when lovey. it's Ramona. Not when it's Ramona's face, right? Everything is sacrilegious. Like at this point in the world, the world is sacrilegious. We're sorry. <laughs> I, I did like Luann's comment, which was Ramona's going to school me on religious morality, please. Because let's be real. Come on, the, Ramona. Ramona, come on. Of all people. Who just got with her daughter's uh, boyfriend? Come on. I mean, I don't. I think there's a. Everyone has. Ramona a needs a damn candle. I think everyone has a chance to throw stones in this group in the world. We're all sinners. That's true. We do. I we just gotta sin. say. I just gotta say. Just gotta that throw it profound. out there. Let let be without sin throw the first stone, and no stone gonna be thrown. Ah! All right. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, it's time to. Cook up some s'mores, Eddie. Are you down? I'm so down to cook up some Let's s'mores. But I, before we leave, I want to know your rose and your thorn of season 11. Wow. You know we used to you play. Put, you put me on the spot. I know. Do you want to explain this segment for the people? Yes. So we used to do this on our YouTube, which is, is under construction right now. Um, but it is called Rose and Thorn. Roni's Roses is what we called it. And it used to be the character that um or cast member that was the rose and the thorn and if you guys forgot the rose was the best the person who did a really good job a memory that you'll remember and the thorn is someone who got in your side but tonight we're gonna do scenes scenes scenes. or moments wow okay so scenes rose has to go to wow i'm going through the whole season now i don't want to forget anything um, a lot happened. A lot happened. This was a great season. If you remember, early on, I was very into this season. Um, it's It's been a great ride. You know what? I'm going to go unconventional for the Rose. Okay. Dorinda's apology back in the Berkshires Ooh. to Luann. And I know right now everyone's anti-Luann, but it speaks to Dorinda's ability to be empathetic and compassionate. Because like I said earlier, yeah. Dorinda can make mistakes, but she is so authentic in her feelings. And yes. that was a beautiful moment. It was a true apology. Yes. You know, and it was to someone who maybe didn't fully deserve an apology it at that still point. still doesn't. With the whole shark room drama and whatnot. But Dorinda, she wanted to make it nice. And she did. And she meant it too. And the whole season, Dorinda's been awesome. I would honestly give my rose to Dorinda this whole season. It's been an awesome bounce back season. So do you want to do a moment and a person? Let's do that too. Okay. So Dorinda would be my rose for the season and that apology would be uh, my scene rose. So now I give you a chance to do your thorn. Should I do my rose to give you a little bit more time to think? Yes, please. So my rose of person goes to Sonia Morgan because I love her. Everyone was accusing her of being on pills and she was just a drunk floozy so y'all can shove it right up back in your pill box. Go give them back to Lisa Rinna. Let her deal with the pills. But my favorite moment has to be Sonia and the Berkshires from the the Morgan letters yes. to getting drunk at the billiards holding up the dog with Coco up to her oh, neck. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite moment by far because it was so, so Sonia. And everyone was having fun once they got to the billiards room. Like, that was a great moment this season. And it showed the women just have fun and relax and enjoy their time without Luann. I mean, Luann was there, but at the same time, she wasn't. 
Can we just take a second to spotlight the Berkshires? Thank you, Berkshires. And I liked the Berkshires not at Christmas this year. I liked it at Halloween. You know, sadly, we found out that Dorinda's Berkshires home got yeah. flooded, and she's going to make it nicer. So we might not see it next season, but we might see it the season after. And may might be all redone. I still hope there's a fish room, though. Right. Um, but... The, the Berserkshires has given us so many memories. It's been a, a, a true gift. My thorn. This one is so easy. Ramona. I, I, I knew you would be shocked by it, but I'm going Ramona. I know for most people it would be Luann, but we have to give credit where it's due. Uh, Luann has driven a lot of plot this season. She has been a great foil, a great villain for this season. However, I feel... Like, Ramona has been maybe not equally as shitty, um, but she has not been great either. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't driving plot the same way. Yeah. The lying, before I get to this specific scene, but the lying throughout the season, the uh, skipping uh, events, she just wasn't really involved. She wasn't a player, you know? like She, she wasn't a team less player. She about what was happening. Yeah, you know? And you got to be a team player if you're doing reality TV. My scene... It's the scene during Dorinda's event around mid-season, maybe a little bit in the first half of the season, uh, when Dorinda was calling Ramona out on the fact that Ramona left Dorinda all alone at the Angel Ball. Yeah. And Ramona's like, oh, no, they told me it was this table, table 61 or table 62, but you were at table 61. And so that's why I went to table 62. And then we kept getting the, the flashbacks. flashbacks. I think we got like three or four cutaways. The editors rarely do that. They usually give you one. But they kept cutting back to it because Ramona kept on saying, no, they told me table 62. That's why I wasn't at table 61. And she was blatantly lying to Dorinda's face. And she would continue to do that throughout the whole season. So that scene is my thorn. And Ramona's my thorn. Well, you know, my thorn's Luann. And I'm just going to be honest. My throne was her entire season. I don't think she had one. Re Pick a scene. Well, uh, well a okay. Scene. Well, let's let's I go. I picked a scene. I could have gone with twenty different Ramona moments. Well, let's okay. Then my number one then is Bethany, not or not Bethany, um, Luann not having empathy for Sonia when she just got back from the AA meeting. That's a good. She that's a good pulled, scene to pick. She dragged Sonia there, made Sonia sit through it, and then when Sonia was trying to express how it made her feel, Luann could care less. She was like, "No, you just need to go. I don't want to hear that. You had them. You had the moments within." the meeting to have those conversations to have those feelings and you have them now i think if i was in the meeting i'd feel so uncomfortable to say something to be something to do something and then afterwards kind of reflect and then it would all hit me i that's i'm the same kind of way too i'm not an instant reaction person for the most part sometimes it hits me and i need you know a little bit of a moment to be honest when when bad bad things happen in my life i don't cry at first like it doesn't i i just don't know how to do it i'm not a person that cries i just i kind of sit with it and i'll cry 2 3 weeks later just out of nowhere and i'll be like it all hits me i'm very much, and so it made me very upset to see luann have literally no empathy i think luann is a psychopath i don't think <laughs> she has empathy for anyone not even her own kids they I tried to I don't sue know about her that one. they tried to sue her and she was like oh well blah, blah, blah. We've seen Luann have good moments throughout the series. Did she raise her kids? This no. is recency bias. This is recency bias. Do you not remember she had the house attendant for her kids and they're like, this is our mom. Do you not remember? Let's recency go back to the bias. beginning. 
recency Go bias. back, back to the beginning, <laughs> back to when the earth, the sun, the stars all aligned. Some Hillary Duff there, in case you didn't know. Coming clean. I, I apologize on Eddie's behalf. Never apologize. Everyone. I'm like Luann. I think I could sing, but I can't. Armin's going to be on the hot mic like Barbara. I'm going to be the Barbara shit. to your Luann. Just talking shit. All right. Well, I think that covers it for the season. We did it. Thank you guys so much for following us through Roni. We will be covering the reunion. So do not leave us. Make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you want even more podcasts, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash hot in Bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. And for just $2 a month, literally less than a coffee, you guys will get so many more podcasts, including all the specials that we do. Armin, do you want to let people know how they can find you? At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us at Hot and Bravo by searching at Hot and Bravo. And I'm Eddie Estrada, which is at Eddie underscore Estrada. I'm done plugging for the evening. We love you, New York. We'll see you soon.